Hello, and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Thursday, March 4th, 2021, the only day where the date is a command. Topics on this episode include the state of America's malls, my interview with Bay Equity CEO and founder Brett McGovern, and the latest on the bond market. Today's podcast is presented by Stratmore Group, a leading mortgage industry advisory firm that provides a range of advisory services and programs designed to counsel lender CEOs and senior executives. Stratmore serves more than 250 companies annually, providing solutions that increase growth and improve profitability in sales, marketing, technology, operations, and mergers and acquisitions. The company leverages comprehensive proprietary data and key insights gained through extensive expertise in the mortgage industry. Stratmore is well known for its collaboration with the Mortgage Bankers Association in the Peer Group Roundtable program. Find more about Stratmore on its website at stratmoregroup.com. As I mentioned, March 4th is the only day where the date is a command. Owners of shopping malls wish they could command everyone to go shopping in one. When was the last time you went into a shopping mall? My dad says he doesn't remember. I do. I got a manicure in Kalispell, Montana last June, but it was certainly a depressing place to be. It's been long enough I'm starting to miss those rock-solid pretzels and henna tattoo and ear-piercing booths. Some are suggesting turning them into housing, affordable or otherwise. Why not? The aggregate value of reappraised American malls fell an average of 60% in 2020, with 118 retail properties seeing $4 billion in value wiped out over the course of their reappraisals. Of the 1,100 indoor malls in the United States, analysts say only about half have a reasonable chance of survival. Certainly, hundreds of thousands of loan officers hope their jobs do more than survive in 2021. For the latest on employment, lender and broker services and products, and jumbo non-QM and non-agency trends, visit robchrisman.com. Today's guest is Brett McGovern, CEO and founder of Bay Equity back in 2007. All-around good-looking guy. Thanks for coming on the Crispin Commentary Podcast. I, uh, I've been looking forward to having you for quite some time now. That's great, Robbie. Glad to be here. Cool. Uh, let's let's jump right into it. How does how does Bay Equity educate your loan officers regarding the technology that's available? Oftentimes, LOs don't even know about the full tech package their company has. You know, a few few things on this one, Robbie. I think uh, we think it's vitally important, and this could sound counterintuitive to your listeners, but uh, we think it's vitally important to have as few number of systems as possible. So we see some of our competition allowing production to have multiple point of sale systems, for example. Uh, and we're, we're opposite of that. We want to provide more features among fewer tools and have everyone use them. So that, that results in efficiencies for adoption for the sales force. It also allows corporate to focus on making those tools as good as they could be, really providing value to those salespeople. Uh, and this includes our point of sale system, our CRM system, our LOS, uh, and importantly, all are integrated and talk to each other. So that works pretty good for us. I think there's one other thing that I'd like to mention. Uh, we have something, when you talk about technology tools available for loan officers, uh, we have something called the Bay Equity Tools and Best Practices Playbook. And the concept here is like an offensive coordinator's playbook. You know, in football, the, they've got a laminated sheet they hold on the sidelines uh, with all their plays. We have one of those for loan officers. 
that'll show them the tools and best practices that we've developed over the year, over the years that are available to them. Uh, and that includes a lot of our technology. So this results in keeping these tools to the business in front of them at the ready. We train these people up constantly on those tools and best practices. And we find that those, those strategies to keep people engaged on what the tech package is and what the uh, options that are available to them uh, works really well. Cool. If you had a family friend that was about to graduate college and they said they wanted to be an LO, what would you tell them? Uh, you know, I would, uh, I would tell them that they have a chance to join a, join a great business and a great industry. And I think you can't overstate. We put people in homes and help them with what is usually the most important investment for them and their families. Uh, I'd probably also tell them to find a good mentor if they were going to take that leap. You know, somebody that could show them how to be successful in the business. I would go further and tell them to be prepared to work as hard as they could to both master the business and build a book of business. Uh, and then once established, you know, like a lot of our people have, have great referral partners and repeat business and that would help make their business scalable. Um, so, you know, I think when I look at, at our folks, we got salespeople that work hard, they control their schedule, they make an impact on people's finances and they have no cap on their income potential. So I, 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 I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, it sounds like you are incredibly supportive of your sales staff. How, what's the general mood right now with them? How are they feeling about 2021? Oh, yeah, you know, we're, uh, I, I would say, I think our people are still catching their breath from 2020. Uh, just an amazing year, as you know. Uh, we were able to grow our production 80% last year over 2019. And we didn't add a ton of staff. So that means people were working extremely hard, tons of overtime tons of effort to push those loans through like any mortgage company last year. Um, so, you know, I think people took the holidays and kind of are trying to regroup and, and, and uh, recharge their batteries. Um, and I think as a group for 2021, we're expecting it to be another busy year. Definitely not the roller coaster that 2020 was. I think refis will probably trend lower as the year progresses. Uh, if the rates continue to slide up, uh, upward, um, but I think anybody in our business that survived a few cycles knows to appreciate the business times and take full advantage of them. And I know our, our folks did in a big way last year and it, it continues. Yeah. And it, it seems like we, uh, we are transitioning towards the less savory side of the market cycle here. How, how are you planning to transition from the boom market back to a more normalized marketplace? We are, you know, engaged in, in what we're always engaged in. That's, that's, the blocking and tackling of our business. And that's stuff like double down on your focus on purchase business, make sure uh, people are engaged with their referral partners from a corporate standpoint, never, never ending battle to lower our cost to produce, continue recruiting people to find uh, good folks to join the team. I uh, just think keep, keep doing what we do. And, and uh, we've been through three or four cycles since we started the company back in 07. And I think, We've got a great idea on which levers to pull from an expense standpoint to make sure we're as lean as possible. And uh, it's, it's fun for me to see, you know, we got a really talented group of executives on our team, each with uh, an average tenure, tenure with the company of, of 10 years plus, which I think that's fairly unique. So it's fun to watch these people that have worked together for so long operate at a high level when the industry throws us curveballs. So definitely not our first rodeo, but uh, but we're ready. And I think uh, another thing that's going to help us 
is uh, we are leveraging an offshore team in India, which has allowed us to push more loans through at a lower cost. So that's going to help a lot too when things normalize. Uh, we'll, we'll be at a lower cost basis with the help of those people too. So you mentioned expenses there and, and we, we started this interview by talking about technology. How has Bay Equity been leveraging technology to cut your expenses in addition to that, that offshore work center you just mentioned? A few different ways for sure. Um, you know, we've got a close, first we've got a close collaboration with Microsoft and have had for a number of years now. We were the first lender to put Encompass on the Surface tablet. So that's a, that's a basis for a great tech infrastructure. We're, we're all in on that relationship. I think secondly, leveraging technology, we're, we're constantly customizing our core systems, LOS, POS, CRM, trying to leverage them, like I'd said earlier, to their full potential. It's a big deal. Um, our goal is to grab every ounce of efficiency from the systems we employ. And that, I think, in itself re- uh, helps reduce the cost to produce and drive efficiencies. Um, and then, like I mentioned, uh, for the offshore team, we've leveraged those Microsoft tools uh, to bring on some of those resources. And, and those our system has been connecting those offshore contractors with our system to seamlessly operate within our system and that boosts our operational capacity and helps with cost. Uh, that's been a big win for us, even through the pandemic, which was a, like I said, like we, we mentioned a big curveball. Our folks in India were able to continue making a big difference for us and driving our costs down. Um, and then lastly, and I, I think a lot of lenders are engaged in this, we've invested in uh, a number of ways to automate our functions and uh, deploying bots is one of those. Those are our robotic process automation, uh, bringing that to bear in a number of areas, uh, initial disclosures, compliance, closing disclosures, shipping and delivery. Uh, And we've got more processes under review for that as we speak. So uh, the bots basically work 24 seven and in less than a year, we've seen major returns on that investment. Um, Not to mention reducing the pressure on staff and overtime when things were busy. So uh, those are those have been a game changer for us, and I think uh, finally on this, uh, you know, it's an all on, ongoing, all encompassing mission of ours to stay on the cutting edge and find efficiency gains. So it's a, it's like a never ending mission, you might say, but uh, we're working hard on it. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds that way. So <laughs> I had a friend of yours, Joe Garrett, on the podcast last week, and uh, he he didn't have the kindest words for LOs. Uh, and, and I wanted to bring you on because I know you're a big proponent of LOs and I've worked with them and, and there's some incredible people in the industry. What do you see as the near-term future for LOs? Obviously, you probably have a rosier outlook than, than Joe did. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't have all the years of Joe's experience, so I, I give him all the respect and credit. But uh, from our standpoint, we are all in on embracing loan officers uh, as the representation for the future of the business. And I think I think I mentioned earlier, the uh, importance and weight of the home loan on a customer's financial picture can't be overstated. You know, Robbie, this is a transaction that needs expert guidance, in my opinion. And uh, so, you know, I balance that against, will, will the future include leveraging technology to probably make the process of manufacturing a loan more streamlined and automated? I say, absolutely, yes. Um, I think eventually loan officers will do more loans, more efficiently, faster. Um, And, you know, I'll admit that once that's achieved and we see gains there, I think 
could dictate loan officer compensation being compressed if they're doing more loans uh, faster, more efficiently uh, through those tech advances. But I feel like that's a ways off into the future. Our customer experience is already greatly enhanced by technology. And uh, I, I can't wait to see that continue and evolve. It's already been really, really helpful. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, professional mortgage advisors are the basis for what we do. And, and I think that's going to continue. I think I agree with that assessment. Yeah, and, and this dovetails nicely with the interview we aired yesterday with Stratmore Group's Jim Cameron, where he was talking about different metrics LOs should consider when switching companies. So for all you LOs out there that, that may be looking for greener pastures, give give Bay Equity a look. I think they're, they're doing things the right way. Uh, Brett, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for taking some time to talk to me. That was fun, Robbie. Appreciate it. Thanks. Good news is good news, right? Well... Not necessarily if it ends up leading to higher mortgage rates. MBS and U.S. Treasury prices sank again yesterday, pushing rates higher, as inflation expectations hit the highest level since 2008. Traders and investors are pricing in a quicker and quicker economic rebound. There was also a growing sense that Fed Chairman Powell will hint at another operation twist when he speaks today. The policy tool involves selling shorter-term debt and buying longer-term notes and bonds with the proceeds and was last utilized in 2012. Chicago Fed President Evans says he does not see a need to respond to the recent rise in yields, but he acknowledged that the average maturity of bond purchases could be extended. Aiding the positive sentiment yesterday was President Biden saying vaccine shots will be available for all adults by the end of May, two months earlier than planned. In terms of economic releases, the Fed's Beige Book for February noted that economic activity in most districts expanded at a modest pace during the first six weeks of 2021. Leisure and hospitality remain weak while manufacturing activity improved. Commercial real estate worsened, while home prices continued climbing in most districts. Employment levels rose at a slow pace, while demand for labor varied significantly by industry. Speaking of employment, the ADP employment report showed that 117,000 jobs were added in February, below estimates of 140,000 for tomorrow's jobs report as the labor market continues its sluggish recovery across the board. Today's OPEC Plus meeting is likely to dominate global investor sentiment, though we do receive those remarks from Fed Chair Powell on the economic outlook before a Wall Street Journal job summit. Ahead of the Fed Chair, there is a busy economic calendar, which began with February layoffs from Challenger, in at about 35,000. We've also had weekly jobless claims, up 9,000 to 745,000, as expected, final Q4 productivity, in at negative 4.2%, and unit labor costs, down to positive 6%. Later this morning brings January factory orders and the Freddie Mac primary mortgage market survey for the week ending March 4th. Last week, the 30-year rate leapt up 16 basis points from the prior week to 2.97%. Today's MBS purchase schedule sees the desk conducting three operations, one in each class for up to $6.4 billion. We begin the day with agency MBS prices and the 10-year both unchanged from yesterday. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. A property manager of a single-family residence was showing a unit to prospective tenants and asking the usual questions. Professionally employed, he asked. We're a military family, the wife answered. Children? Oh, yes, ages 9 and 12, she answered proudly. Animals? Oh, no, she said earnestly. They're very well behaved. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks again to our sponsor, Stratmore Group, the trusted mortgage advisory with advisors who guide lenders to make smart strategic decisions, solve complex challenges, 
improve the borrower experience, increase profitability, and accelerate growth. Be sure to check out the Stratmore website at stratmoregroup.com. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your time with us. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.